Welcome to the Texas Home Improvement Super Podcast with Jim Dutton. All the best calls this week throughout the state of Texas. Brought to you by James Hardy Siding, the best siding on the planet. This is Mother's Day. So, and for, uh, the very first thing I need to do is wish my mom a happy Mother's Day. Wish my wife a happy Mother's Day as well. And, you know, a, a lot of times people ask me, you know, where did I learn all this home improvement stuff? And how, how, do, how did I get all this knowledge? And you, you hear my dad call. In fact, he called in, oh, let's, last, last weekend, in fact, he called in. And, and he says, he always likes to tell people, and he does. He, he literally says this all the time. He taught me everything he knows. No, that's not how he says it. He says, he taught me everything I know, but not everything he knows. Well, I hate to break it to him. A lot of what I learned was hands-on experience working with mom, redoing rent houses and, and things like that. And so when you call in and ask questions, I'm visualizing what I have done before. And most of the time, it was working with mom when I was a lot younger. And I just loved working with my hands, doing remodeling and, and working in construction. So way back you know, when I was a freshman in high school even, I knew what I was going to do the rest of my life was be a contractor. This radio thing, hey, this is just a, a, something that happened by accident. I'm still a contractor. I work Monday through Friday as a contractor. So when you call in and I, you know, I give you answers and stuff, it is practical experience from being out in the field working. Nowadays, I have a foundation repair company. I have a plumbing company, an air conditioning company. And uh, it's not unusual for me to have 200 people working. Yeah, I don't get the, all the hands-on ex stuff I used to do, but I still get all the hands-on doing my own stuff at home and uh, helping my kids with their houses and stuff. So I still do a lot of work with my hands, but it all goes back to mom. And so with that, happy Mother's Day, mom. Dave in Brian, how are you today? Hey, good morning, Jim. I'm doing well, and yourself? I'm doing great. Jim, uh, my wife and I are looking at a house in uh, uh, in College Station right now, and they're telling us that the uh, there's a leak in one of the bathrooms underneath the sinks that is uh, at, at the slab. Okay. And uh, I swear I heard you talking about being able to repair um, uh, you know, leaking plumbing. I don't know if it's coming up from, from the slab or going underneath, but just want to get a ballpark idea, you know, in the tens of thousands of dollars, how much would something like that cost to fix so that I can make the appropriate offer on the house? Not, not more than tens of thousands. Well, 10, yeah, but <laughs> 20, 10 thousands is a lot of money, Jim. Yeah, it is. So let me ask you a question. How old a house is it? Uh, 86 or seven. Okay, so you're going to have PVC plumbing. So yes, sir. chances are real good when when you say that. Do you know it's a, if it's above slab, below slab, or in the slab? I ha I have not seen. If it's above slab, I'm I'm not too worried about it. The worst comes the worst. I I can dig down a little and and then just use you know regular old PVC right uh, splicing to put it back together. Well, and, and quite frankly, even if it's below slab, that's all that's going to happen. Okay, so you, you would say that the way to go about that would be to cut through the slab and, and get to wherever the problem is? If it's isolated to one spot that way, a lot of times yeah. that, you know, if it's just one spot, uh, you can do it that way. Otherwise, you have to dig from, from uh, 
outside to get into that area. So it's going to depend on if it's on an outside wall or not. It, it is It is on an outside wall. Okay. If and, it's on an outside I, wall, I, I, I would not jackhammer the slab then. Uh, it's too inexpensive to just dig from outside, go up underneath. And, and quite frankly, to to dig and replace, you know, say, say we got to go in four feet and then rep- okay. uh, re- repair the one leak since it's PVC yeah. uh, without any chipping. I'm going to make the assumption it's not in the beam. You'd probably be looking at something in the neighborhood of two thousand dollars. Oh, okay, okay. So, so you're saying because I, I had heard you talking about having to go back in and put tiers uh, when you fill back in. You just can't fill back in. Well, and, if we got to go, if we got to go in several feet, then I recommend the piers. But if all you're doing uh, is is digging one little spot, you're only going in three, four feet. Uh, you can get away with that without piers. And then just just shove. Make sure you shove good sand back up in there to give it support again. And yeah, it. well, okay. it, it's a small enough area that it's not going to slough off into a huge hole that can happen when you run a tunnel, say ten, twelve feet in. Okay. And so now yeah, you'll be fine. Something bigger, and we had to redo the whole the whole bath, the single bathrooms uh, plumbing. Um, assuming that the, the toilet or the shower, one of them isn't going to be that close to the wall. Then, right. Then what would I be looking at? Eh, the, you, you may get into, you know, four or 5,000, but I really, okay. for a single bathroom, that'd be on the high end. Okay. Okay. Wow. I thought it was going to be um, uh, a stiffer than that. Do you, now I'm going to ask the question, do you guys do business out here in College Station? Absolutely. Oh, fantastic. I'm glad to hear that. All right, sir, that's all I had. I uh, thank you, and I want to wish all the uh, the mothers that are listening also a, a wonderful and happy and, and joyous Mother's Day. Thank you so I, much, Jim. Thank you, Dave. Appreciate you doing that. Take care. Well, Shelly, I said you would be next, so how can I help you? Yes, Mr. Dutton. Um, I was wanting to find out if you can put a metal roof over a composition existing roof. We have some hell damage that was found by our, our uh, insurance. Um, inspector and um, we have a log home that we're refurbishing and um, and going to resell so I was wanting to find out if we could possibly you know put a roof I put a metal on top of the existing what is your opinion you can but I don't recommend it and the reason I don't the 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 shingle roof as it ages, will start to curl and things like that, where a metal roof will way outlast those shingles. But if there's another hailstorm, the metal, the shingle roof doesn't lay nice and flat like it would, like the metal would if it was mm-hmm. up against the plywood. And so mm-hmm. it'll take a lot of hail, heavy hail, before it damages a, a metal roof when it's mm-hmm. down on the plywood where. It's much easier to damage it when there's shingles under it. Okay. That's good information to know. Bernard, how can I help you? Hey, Jim, how are you? Wonderful. All right. Here's my problem. I have uh, a bedroom on one side of the house, and when I close that door, I can see into that bedroom between the frame and the door. And uh, there's a bedroom right next to it, and when I let that door open it halfway, it floats towards that bedroom, Mm -hmm. and there's a bathroom on the other side of it. When I 
when I hold that door halfway open, let it go, and it floats towards that bedroom. I had two foundation companies come out, and they both say, I don't have a foundation problem. So what could be going on? Well, it can be a, a number of things. Uh, one, it can be that the framework has broke loose from the slab, and uh, that wall shifted over a little bit. Um, mm -hmm. it, it can be that termites got into the sill plates, and as they ate it, the wall drops and, and creates gaps. Uh, there, there's several things oh. that it can be beyond foundation problem. You know what? Uh, when we first bought this house, that first spring, we had termites coming out of the bedroom, the, the uh, closet of that uh -huh. room I'm talking about. And then we found out that there was a pinhole leak uh, because the water heater is on the other side of that bathroom wall. Yep. And that was attracting the termites. So there could be other pinholes along that plumbing line, huh? Very well could be. It, it, I'm assuming uh, you got treated for those termites, didn't you? Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I've had I've had termite problems on the other side of the house, but I treated that too. But on this side I'm talking about, yep. we haven't done any treatments since that uh -huh. first treatment. Yeah, and see, it's possible that they came back as well. Because of another leak or just because it might just, still be moist there? Just because it could still be moist. Wow. So Okay, who do I, and, I call about And just, just the fact that it that you've had them, uh, and it, if, it, if that wood got wet enough and stayed wet for a long period of time, it, yeah. it could have just dry rotted over that period of time as well. Okay, so am I looking at a slab person? No, you, you, you're probably else? looking at uh, a carpenter for that, because what they'll have to do is, if that, if that is what it is, they'll have to take the sheetrock off, rebuild the wood structure, the framing behind it, and then yeah. put sheetrock back. Okay. Uh, uh, should I also call somebody, maybe I got a slab leak or a pinhole leak uh, underneath the slab? Oh, Absolutely. In fact, if you'll call my office, we can check that out for you. And what's your number? Uh, for Due West, it's 972-406-0912. But you're a foundation company, right? I have a plumbing company as well. Oh, that's the plumbing, plumbing side of it. Okay. Yep. Okay, I'm on it. Thank you, Jim. You bet. Take care, Bernard. All right. You too. Bye. Bye. Ah, yep. Yeah, the the termites, uh, you know, you can get rid of them and still have damage years later because, like I said, if that wood stayed saturated for a, a long period of time, it could have, and then the termites eat into it and stuff, it can cause it to begin to dry rot, and then it can crush and, and leave you with all kinds of problems. So it's not necessarily just the termites, it's the damage that they cause. Ted to Katie and Robert. This is Jim. How can I help you? Hey, Jim. How you doing? I'm doing good. How about you? Doing good. Hey, I've got uh, some hardy that I want to do, um, and I'm going to go over some existing siding. I heard the other caller talking about his job. What's the best way to hang this stuff? Um, I'm going to go with the long planks, and I'm not sure. Do you need to drill holes no. before or just... No, nah, you can, you, you, can you, just, you can just nail right through it. Um, the, you know, the, and they've got written instructions, but 
basically you keep the, the nail an inch off of the uh, edge, right. and, you, and you can literally just nail it. Uh, they do make hardy screws as well, uh, if you're more comfortable with that, but uh, nails or screws, either way. And then the, your next lap covers the head of the nails. Gotcha. Now, is it a specific screw made by Hardy, or is it uh, it's one that's, I mean, sorry, nail, uh, nail, I'm sorry. Yeah, you know, I don't know that they, I, I guess they do have specific nails that are made for Hardy. Uh, because it has a larger head on it than than a regular nail does, um, uh-huh. but uh, I don't think Hardy themselves make it. I think they contract somebody to make it. Okay, so just like a good galvanized. Yeah, I, and and they'll they'll say that that it's a Hardy nail. So, you know. Okay. Okay. All right, and the, and the, to cut the stuff, I've seen people use like utility knives and break it. And I've other I've seen other people just use a regular radial saw. Yeah, get a uh, get a saw and use a carbide tip blade on it. Now they make regular okay. blades for hardy siding as well. Okay. But if you're just doing one project, that carbide tip blade's all you need. Okay. Now, right. I, well, I, I, are you going to try to do this yourself? Yes, I am. Okay, I'm going to give you one quick tip. Then are you going because you mentioned you're going to use the lap type. They make right. a gauge that makes it real quick and easy to install. You just have to get your first row on level, and then this uh-huh. gauge just slips on, and you it lines up all the next ones going up uh, as you clip it on. It makes it real quick and easy to have a good-looking job. Oh, really? Yeah. They, I guess they, they sell the gauge where they sell the hardy. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right, that's good to know. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's a, just a. It'll it'll make it much easier for you instead of having to pop chalk lines and all that kind of stuff. You slap this gauge on there, stick the piece of hardy up, and nail it. You're done. How does the gauge attach? Uh, well, you. I think you literally hold it in place. Uh, because oh. you you hold you got the hardy. You throw the gauge up oh. there. It measures. Throw your nail in, and and you got it. Okay. All right. Well, very good. I appreciate the information, sir. You bet. Take care. There we go. We're going to Sean in Houston. How can I help you? Hey, how are you doing? Doing great. How about you? Doing good. Um, I actually had a question about um, AT. Basically, um, what I've been seeing is this past two years, my uh, AT has been less efficient or less effective. Now, I don't know if it's actually the air conditioner or if it's uh, the ventilation or if it's uh, um, anything else that could be the problem. I was wondering if, if, if you could help me out with that. Okay. Uh, how old is the air conditioner? Um, well, the air conditioner was replaced about, uh, I think, 10 years ago. So it's okay. been about 10 years. Okay. And have you? has it been serviced? been service but um it seems like it's working well like to be honest with you uh, the ac seems like it, it's working well i think it might be like something ish or something else um maybe like the air is escaping somewhere i'm not sure well usually uh, i mean that can be an issue if if the ductwork is pulled loose up in the attic or something but usually when we start getting um 
this type of issue, it, it's normally that it starts running low on coolant. And so, yes, it's putting out cool air, but not as cold as it should be. And that starts yeah. that starts making the house uh, warmer and more uncomfortable. So it seems like, well, the system's working. It's just not working the way it should. And, and it could be as simple as just charging the system up. Now, if it needs charging up, that means there's a pinhole somewhere in the uh, coils or, or something that's leaking the coolant that would need to be found. And if you continue to run it to the point where it stops cooling completely, you could burn up the compressor. So that's going to be uh, something that you'll want to have checked out sooner than later. Uh, and, you know, the, the, and, and then I guess the, the very first question to ask is, I'm making the assumption we're changing filters and all that stuff like we're supposed to be, correct? Yes, yes, sir. Okay. Yeah, the, my first indication, uh, inclination rather, is is uh, you you may be a little low on coolant. Ah, okay. Um, this is another thing. Like, I, you know, in the summer, it seems like the upstairs doesn't get cool at all. Is, is this like a part of the part of the same issue? It very well could be because an upstairs is always harder to cool than the downstairs. And if you're low yeah, on coolant and not putting out as cold air, the upstairs is going to be even hotter. Now, it can go back to a loose ductwork or something along those lines, but uh, any AC guy worth his salt when he comes out there should be checking all of that stuff. Rudy in Clear Lake, how can I help you? Hey, Jim, long-time listener, first-time caller. Thank you, sir. How are you today? I'm doing great. How about you? Good. Hey, uh, we're remodeling a home in Clear Lake, and um, I just learned about the risk of getting drywall made from China. And just wanted to ask you, if, is that available in our market to purchase? And, and if you know anything about the harmful uh, chemicals that are, are the gassing, there, I guess. Yeah, there was a, a huge or a round of drywall that came from China. I guess this goes back, gosh, I I don't know, eight, ten years ago. And it was off-gassing. Not only did it off-gas, it caused problems with copper pipes, copper wiring. Uh, It was just horrible stuff. We're not getting that right now. So if you're buying new sheetrock, it won't be an issue. If you want to look and see see if the house you have has it in it the easiest way if you got copper pipes is to look at the pipes or uh, pull out like a, a plug or a light switch and see if the copper is still staying nice and shiny like copper should or if it's turned dark and uh, looks like it's kind of corroding up that would that's an indication that you have the the drywall problem uh, how old a house is this? Oh, it's 1970. You don't have to worry about it. Okay. We've actually uh, gutted it. We're we're going to be purchasing new drywall, so the concern was if we would have that risk of buying that bad no. drywall. No. Uh, right now, it, there really is no risk on it right now, so, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't lose any sleep over it at all. Hey, another question on lumber sure. prices. Uh, when, when, we, when will we see that dropping? You know, there's two, there's two things that are, are playing into these lumber prices. One is the COVID just put everything way behind, and now that they are producing it, there's a trucker shortage to get it out. And so it's creating 
massive delays on everything, but I think in the next 6 to 12 months, we should start to see it stabilize again. Tim, this is Jim. How can I help you? Yeah, hi, Jim. I'm calling. Uh, I'm putting in a new uh, engineering wood floor uh, for the entire house and uh, replacing all the uh, baseboard. Uh-huh. My question to you is: Do which the which is the correct way of doing it? We put in the floor first or the baseboard first? If you're putting new baseboard in, anyways, put the floor in first. Make sure you keep the the recommended amount of gap around the floor, and then when you put your baseboard, it covers that gap because all the floorings, uh, you know, the when you're putting in the the laminates or the the uh engineered woods any of those they have a gap either a quarter to a half inch wide that they want all the way around everything if you don't leave right. that when the floor expands it hits that and literally the floor will pop up so i would put the floor first and then my baseboards then then i wouldn't need the quarter round right if we do it that way correct so the uh, the gentleman that we hired to paint the house, he gonna spray it. So how we he gonna have to cover up the floor? Well, if he's gonna spray it, he's wanting to put the baseboard in first, paint it, and then put the floor in. Ah, uh, but then if we do that way, I need the quarter round. Then you need the quarter round. Oh, okay. And when I put the baseboard in first, do I put it? Um, all the way down to the floor, or I would leave it up I just wait? a little. I would I would leave it up just a little bit. That way, if there's ever water that does get on the floor, it doesn't automatically get to the bottom of the baseboard. Oh, okay, all right, very good. I uh, really appreciate your help. Thank you. You bet. You take care. Just a reminder: it's a huge help if you subscribe to, rate, and review the podcast. It helps people find us. My neighbor just detected termite damage in his house. It turns out that they're Formosa termites. A pest control company is already working to get rid of them. My house has no indications of termite damage. Besides frequently inspecting my house for termites, what other actions should I be taking? Is it worthwhile for me to hire a company to come out every so many months for preventative termite control? Are there any effective products that will indicate the presence of termites near my house? Look, if I had a neighbor who had Formosa termites, I would darn sure get a service that would come out and check my house periodically. Uh, Those things, they get in, they get hidden, and they can do tons of damage rapidly. I mean, those are the most destructive termites uh, out there, really. And the the problem is they can do all this damage in a matter of weeks before you ever see them. So, yes, when you hire a termite uh, exterminating company, they can put traps out so that they can capture termites and know exactly when they're coming in and getting started and stuff. Obviously, they got to come periodically and check those things. But uh, in my opinion, the the situation you're in, absolutely that's what I'd be doing. Now, there's only certain companies who actually deal with termites, and a lot of them will also sell you a policy. Uh, I don't know if they call it an insurance policy, a preventative policy, but you can get coverage so that should you get 
termites, they're responsible and take care of it. So I would recommend you call like Terminex. You can call uh, Orkin. You can call all those big names who actually deal in termites. And I know that they stand behind uh, those things simply because I've actually gone out and replaced wood and stuff for these insurance companies when they've had damage from termites. So, uh, yes, in my opinion, it is worth it. Uh, I have seen it work, but more importantly, it keeps your house from being destroyed. All right. I, I, sh I sure hope that, that uh, helps you out, Jack. But one quick side note on that. Don't waste time. This is something you want to get on pretty darn quick. Uh, this comes from Cindy, and she says, I'm needing solar screen. Can you give me a recommendation? I have new windows and can only use clip-on screens. Any screws will void my warranty. Well, Cindy, my first question for you, since you've got new windows, why do you want solar screens? Now, if you got old single-pane aluminum frame windows, solar screens are absolutely going to help you with uh, temperature and things like that because you don't have the sunlight coming in. But if you have new replacement windows already, the glass in new windows does that. Uh, it, it should already be uh, filtering out the UV and, and stuff that would cause damage inside the home. They're, they should be taking care of temperature control and stuff like that. So the only real reason to put solar screens on replacement windows are, one, you want to darken it inside your home because solar screens are going to do that. Uh, or two, you want to have it where uh, people can't see as easily into the home. And quite frankly, solar screens will do that as well. But still, at night, you turn on the lights, yeah, they're still going to see in somewhat. So um, I'm not sure why you're needing solar screens, but clip-on solar screens, you will have some issues come storm time. Uh, that, but they do make clips that will hold. Don't get me wrong. I mean plywood is held on windows through hurricanes with clips so it is possible now as far as finding one they are very localized and it's going to depend on you know where the home is at on who you would call but uh truthfully i don't have any solar screen companies i deal with but if you'll look a little little bit uh, uh they are readily available and marketing themselves not as much as they used to simply because Replacement windows have pretty much done away with them. Once you find one, just check references and, and stuff like that before having the, the screens made and put onto your home. Question is, your sponsor, Pollard Group, and it's the Dana Pollard Group, uh, you, you discuss these cold calls made to people like me wanting to buy your property. Well, Dana has some great videos out that she does discuss different things like that. Well, today... Example, lady wanted to buy my Carrollton house. Admitted she had layout of my house in front of her from the assessor's office. Wherever you get these things, but she refused to give me her full name, her company, and told me where I could call back showing on the phone using my landline. Call would not go through. She also says she's a recent transplant to El Paso from Central California. Uh, an article maybe would help. Does one exist? Are some cash cold calls legit? Or just not 
a subject that fits the show. Well, actually, this does fit the show because, first of all, I love real estate. But the second thing is, no, this is a lot of times not legit. Now, it's, it's done quite often if a house is for sale. You know, they find any little thing, then they'll start calling on it. It's done on commercial real estate pretty regularly where they're calling and, and doing this stuff. But rest assured, every time somebody's calling and trying to buy a piece of property this way, what they're looking for is to buy it dirt cheap. They're looking for somebody who's trying to get out of the property for some reason or uh, is having a problem or just doesn't know what they have. These people typically, and I'm not going to say 100% of the time, but most of the time, it's not somebody you want to be doing business with. So if you get those kind of calls, don't call them back. Don't waste your time talking to them. And you know what really gets me is you'll get them on your cell phone as well. And when they start talking about, oh, I've got your floor plan, I've got this, i got that, you know, most of the time they're lying to you. So don't, you know, you can't even go to the city. If you got a, a, a 15-year-old house, you can't even go to the city and get plans or floor plans or anything like that. The tax assessors, they don't have the interior floor plans of your home. All they have is outside dimensions because that's how they tax you. It's not what's done inside. It's what's on the outside. They go strictly by the lot size and the square footage of the home. So when they start giving you that kind of information, they are scam artists. Hang up. If you if they bothered calling on a cell phone, go down and do call block on them. That way they can't bother you again. But yeah, just ignore those kind of things. You've just heard the best calls and questions from Texas Home Improvement. For more information about our show, go to THIPro.com.